Hey everybody, Erin Albert. Friday, July 30th. We made it. I gotta tell you, it's been another blurry Blursday kind of week uh, here at the Albert Ranch. But, nonetheless... I wanted to wish you all, first and foremost, a happy weekend. Secondly, I want to go back to a question that I'm asked over and over and over again. And I've tried to develop a lot of different tools by which people can use these tools as remedies for the inevitable question I get asked. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to review it one more time for the cheap seats in the back. The question is this. Dr. Albert, how do I get out of community practice pharmacy? Now, first of all, I want to say, I want to throw out some disclaimers because you know I'm like that. I got to do that. Number one, I worked the bench, not only when I was in pharmacy school, but after I got out of pharmacy school, it was my first job out of pharmacy school the first time. I actually learned a lot from that experience. Number two, when I moved away from community practice, and actually that career move was into the pharmaceutical industry at the time out in Philadelphia, that was probably one of the hardest career moves I ever made. Why? Well, because I didn't have a lot of industry experience at that point. It was constantly trying to sell the value of the skills that I had previously acquired outside of the industry to the particular roles that I was applying to. So how do you do that? Well, number one, I know a lot of community pharmacists that are happy. And if they're happy, they're happy. They're not looking for something else. And God bless them. We need them. Rock on. Number two, if you really want to make a change, what you have to do is change yourself. You have to change your mindset and you have to change your educational background. You have to change your network. You have to change. You have to pivot. You have to be flexible and you have to constantly be reinventing yourself. So how do you pragmatically do that? Tons of certificates, certifications, continuing education out there. The beautiful thing about being a pharmacist is we have to get those CE credits in anyway. So why not do something and invest in yourself in something that's going to help leverage you into a new position? So, for example, right now the CDC actually has a free certificate program It's free. It doesn't cost you anything except some of your time on public health and policy. So if I had a young, you know, career pharmacist come to me and say, Dr. Albert, you know, I'm thinking about going to law school. I just work in community practice right now or I worked in in hospital right now. But how do I explore that? One of the ways to do that is through that educational certificate. All you have to do is invest some of your time, and I get it, time is very precious. But if you really want to move into a new area of practice, you have to get some kind of baseline education and not just expect 
or assume that everybody's going to assume that you can just take on new skill set without having any background whatsoever in it. So super important. Now, the beautiful thing now is that there's so much online education that's even free. Coursera, edX, uh, that public health CDC program I just mentioned. There's tons of programs out there that are free. Even some of the CE providers for ACPE accredited continuing education provide free CE in some instances. Take advantage of that. Set some time on your calendar. Make a date with destiny. Not to get too Tony Robbins here. Make a date with yourself to spend two to four hours each week brushing up on some educational area that you're interested in. Make it a habit. Put that passion for you to move on to a different area of practice on your calendar because your calendar is really what matters. It's your, if you live through your calendar, you will achieve your goals. So for example, you know, I always talk about my annual goals for myself. One of the areas that I focus on is education. Every week I think about, okay, what have I learned that's new this week? And if I have one or two weeks that go by where I'm not learning something new about healthcare, the U.S. healthcare system, healthcare plans, you know, the, the space that I'm in right now, PBMs, if I haven't learned something I know I need to go to my calendar and start making that happen again. So each week, part of even my own day job reporting process, I have a separate section in education that I learned or attended this week. And that could be an easy webinar running in the background, or it could be a certificate, a certification. It could be talking to a vendor and learning about their services or products. Constantly be learning. And, you know, post-pandemic, I think, well, not that we're post-pandemic, but during a pandemic, I think one thing that has really been great out of this whole disaster is that we have so many more ways to learn on demand online. And take advantage of that. Like I said, there's even free programs. Now, Yes, some of those, you know, like board certifications and things like that for pharmacists, you're going to have to invest time and money, but always invest in yourself. I mean, you already laid out a lot of money to go to pharmacy school in the first place, but your learning is never done as a pharmacist. And remember the oath of a pharmacist where you talk about continuing lifelong learning. That's part of the deal you signed up for. So educating yourself you can do it on demand. You can find stuff for free. You know, try a couple of different areas that you might be interested in and go for it. And education isn't everything. It's not experience, right? But if an employer or potential employer right now sees that you're making an effort to learn about that new area of practice that you want to go into, he or she is going to be impressed by that. And you can always leverage what you've learned into matching needs of the new job description that you've applied to and that you're interviewing for. So education, education, education. Number two, I think that pharmacists actually don't do as well as education, but I think is equally critical to your own career development. I'm talking about networking. Um, 
overall, pharmacists do a pretty good job of networking with one another. You know, we've got ASHP and APHA and all the other associations out there, AACP for academia. We do a good job in talking to ourselves. Where I argue we've not done as great a job is talking to other professionals. So how do you leverage that? Number one, you can, yes, network within the profession, and I think that's very important. And most pharmacists do a pretty good job with that anyway. So that means going or showing up to your associations that you're a member of. And if you're not a member of any any associations, you should be. Educate yourself on which associations have pharmacists that hang out in the space that you want to move to and join them and participate in them and volunteer there so you can get to know other pharmacists that are doing the work that you want to do. But also spend time outside of the profession. You know, I talked a lot about this in the new pharmacist, 46 Doses of Advice book. When you're an early career pharmacist, you need to find professional buddies for life, accountants, lawyers. These are professionals that you're going to have to use throughout your career and your life. And by networking with those dissimilar professionals, you're actually broadening your brand of being a pharmacist beyond the profession of pharmacy itself. And you never know when others can not only see the value of the pharmacist that you can bring and articulate and share with those folks that don't understand pharmacy, but there's opportunities out there aplenty where someone that maybe works for Ford Motor Company, as an example, needs a benefit specialist and pharmacist who can oversee the millions of dollars that they're spending on specialty drugs. And I kind of sort of made that up. There actually was a benefits position open on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago by Ford Motor Company. But I digress. You can, my point there is that you can network with folks outside of the profession, demonstrate the value of pharmacy, and then apply it to other positions that maybe never even thought of having a pharmacist before. On top of networking within the profession. I also really think in terms of networking, you need to have peers that you network with around career development. You need to network with folks that have been more senior to you in their own career development. And then I think it also behooves you to bring along the next generation of pharmacists too. So serve as a mentor, because sometimes you can learn as much from your mentees as you can being a mentor sharing back. So you have to mentor almost like a lattice. Think of it as a lattice. Those who have been there, done that, and are uh, you know, getting closer to the end of their careers, serving as your mentors, your peers, which by the way, your peers actually are the best area of looking for networking for opportunities within the profession. And then volunteering at your school of pharmacy, for example, to serve as a mentor to the next generation. So mentoring is all around you. It's not just, oh, I'm looking for, you know, one professional to serve my needs and that's been there for 20 years ahead of me. You need to look for a variety. And I call I call this in, you know, a lot of the things that I've written, the Jedi High Council. You want to talk about having a whole 
board of directors for you professionally, personally, if that makes sense. And don't just pick one career path, pick many. I personally have mentors in pharmacy law. I have mentors in pharmacy benefits. I have mentors in entrepreneurship. I have mentors in um, STEM education. Like there's, there's mentors for me personally all in a lot of different directions for my career. So I'm never putting all my career eggs in one basket. And I think that's the trap that a lot of community practice pharmacists fall into. They feel like it's a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. They've been in community pharmacy practice. They have no idea how to get out of community practice. They can't get any experience outside of community practice, so they just kind of throw in the towel. And yes, experience is important, but the key is leveraging your previous experiences and translating how that fits into the similar skill set that you need for the next position. So I hope that helped. And I feel like I've answered this question a billion times and even on the podcast as well. But I wanted to circle back to it because right now is the great resignation, right? Everybody's looking to make a different career move. They want to move on to something new or different. And as a career coach, I definitely want to see every pharmacist out there happy with their professional choice. And I know there's a lot of angst right now, particularly in community practice pharmacy. You all have been on the front lines serving during the pandemic. You didn't have the option or the luxury of staying home. You were out there serving patients regardless of whether or not we knew if COVID-19 was airborne or not uh, before we had vaccines. So I wanted to just send a little bit of a love letter to you, those of you that want to move on from community practice and remind you that I have personally done that. And by no means does this episode mean any kind of negative knock on community practice pharmacy. I know a lot of pharmacists out in community practice, they're perfectly happy doing what they're doing. They love serving their patients and they're good at what they do and they don't want to do anything else. Awesome. Rock on. That's great. But for the rest of the pharmacists out there who really think now is a great time to move, and by the way it is, you do need to put in a little bit of effort. It's not just going to fall out of the sky like manna from heaven anymore. You have to get educated and you have to proactively network. Back to that second part, part on networking too. Put it on your calendar. You know, make a concerted and overt effort to reach out to other individuals, maybe spend an hour on it a week or half hour on it a week, you know, after the kids are in bed, after, you know, the, the workday is over, put the time, commit to the time on your calendar for education and networking. And I think you'll be so happy that you did that because even if you're happy right now, you should be doing that all the time anyway, because you just never know. And let's be honest, if we've learned anything else, it's that the world is nothing but chaos right now. So you have to have plan A, B, C, D, and all the way down to Z. I hope that helped. And of course, if you uh, aren't a pharmacist, this probably wasn't a super helpful episode. Although, I argue that education and networking really transcend any profession, but 
I just, like I said, wanted to arm you with a little bit of, you know, energy there to get yourself educated, start networking, commit to it on the calendar, and before you know it, you will get that opportunity that comes across your desk and you can seize it. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe out there. If you have to mask up where you are now, totally get it. Do what you got to do to protect yourself and your family. I'm sure I'll be back soon. Take care.